Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today I want to talk about going from self-punishment to self-love. This came up because I'm reading the book called The Bat. I said the book. (laughs) Called The Bat by Joe Nesbo. He's one of my favorite crime fiction writers. Uh, Patricia Cornwell is out there, but she started to fall off after book five. But anyway, in the book, The Bat, it has Detective Harry Holy, who is punishing himself for being drunk and driving. And then it it results in the the death of a young boy. Um, And and that's not the the story of it. That's just um, just a side Uh, note about who he is and his character and as a punishment to himself he has given up drinking so he has not had a drink um, since the accident led to the death of the young boy and even though Harry Holy uh, was able to get away with it because he's an officer and he kind of did some things to make it look like it was an accident and yada yada but this is his way of making amends. And I, and I want to talk about self-punishment because in the example of Harry Holy, he found a way to punish himself and grow from it, right? Because he could have beat himself up and punished himself by drinking more, by doing more drugs, by becoming more reckless. And we've seen that, right, where instead of learning the lesson and taking the responsibility for our actions, we beat ourselves up and it it hurts us, it hurts the people around us, and it hurts the society at large. We're, you know, Because if Harry Holy had decided to punish himself by drinking himself to death, then he's still putting more people at risk. He's still a, a, a threat to others. And, and so I want to talk about how we can punish ourselves in a way that is loving and not defeating or berating or diminishing of who we are. I want to read a quote from Audrey Lord. I hope I'm pronouncing that name correctly. A-U-D-R-E, Lord, L-O-R-D-E. Quote, Guilt is not a response to anger. It is a response to one's own to one's own actions or a lack of action. If it leads to change, then it can be useful, since it is then no longer guilt but the beginning of knowledge. Yet all too often, guilt is just another name for impotence, for defensiveness, destructive of communication. It becomes a device to protect ignorance and the continuation of things the way they are, the ultimate protection for changelessness, end quote. That is such an aggressive uh, quote in response to guilt, but yet so accurate. Um, When I think about the times where I felt guilty uh, for my past actions and then was punishing myself, it was because I was angry with myself, and I was was, um, angry you know, at the world or what have you. And by beating myself up, I really 
was not taking responsibility for my actions, as this talks about. And I also wasn't changing. I was actually double downing on the behaviors of which I felt guilt for. And so, uh, as he mentions in his quote, or or she, I I really don't know who Audrey Lord is, um, it becomes a device to protect ignorance and the continuation of things the way they are. Ultimate protection for changelessness. Um, And and that's powerful. So I want to discuss how we can use guilt as the beginning of knowledge, as we, instead of uh, punishing ourselves to death, which, uh, uh, you know, leads to no change, um, hurts the people around us, and it, it, it doesn't, um, it ultimately doesn't really affect anything, right? So let's talk about the ways in which people and, and myself, uh, punish ourselves, right? Just in general, because sometimes we don't realize we're really punishing ourselves. And that can be in a form of self-criticism where we're constantly berating ourselves for our mistakes and perceived shortcomings or failures. And and that only leads to low self-esteem and negative self-talk. So, you know, how useful are we to ourselves and the people around us if we are uh, continuously eroding our own self-esteem by uh, berating ourselves. And then it also leads into social isolation. Sometimes we isolate ourselves as a form of punishment, like, oh, I don't deserve to be seen or to be out in public or to be with others. And so, you know, our ability to connect and socialize, that diminishes, that atrophies. The people who love and care about us, they miss us, they become concerned about us. Uh, and so that's not um, helping or helping us to progress in uh, in a valuable direction. And then we also sabotage ourselves. I'm I'm guilty of this, where you know I will punish myself. I remember, like I would um, binge eat and then wake up feel guilty, and then I would eat more. I would feel so bad about what I just did. Uh, so guilty, then I would be like, ah, oh, I would just, you know, like, oh, I'm already here. I'm, I'm a piece of trash. And, you know, I would I would go down the berating uh, wormhole, uh, eroding my self-esteem, and then I'd start sabotaging myself. So I would just start doing other things. I'd be like, you know, I'm unworthy. I don't deserve to be here. And I would just, you know, continue down that rabbit hole of self-sabotaging uh, myself, right? Um, and then I wouldn't. I would miss out on opportunities for jobs and gigs, and and just uh, you know, so and just building a life that's worth living. Um, I would also punish myself uh, by overworking. Right? I'm like, wow, I I really got to prove myself. I haven't done enough. I'm not enough. And I just thought like, do more, be more, say more. Um, so now I'm drinking caffeine to stay awake, to, to get more things done. Um, I'm not sleeping or I'm sleeping erratically, which then obviously that leads into mood swings and then poor eating habits. And that just becomes a cycle of self-harm and punishment. 
which then leads me into eating disorders, right? Where I'm uh, then starving myself because I binge ate or I'm depriving myself of whatever um, the thing that I, I thought would make amends uh, for my punishment. And, you know, with that comes like substance abuse. Uh, for You know, I, I never really got into uh, drinking or drugs, but food for me was the drug. Sugar was my way of, uh, of punishing myself. I remember working out for hours. I would, I mean, I like three to five hours. I'd, I'd be at the, the gym. I'd go hiking. I'd take a boxing class and a hot yoga class. Like the more punishing, the better. The more suffering, the more I wanted it and thought I deserved it. And then I would crash and the pendulum would swing in the opposite direction. And I'd be resentful and feel like I couldn't maintain this pace. Um, and then I'd be right back at it. The cycle starts all over again. Um, and and there's also like some people, some of us will will like punish ourselves through avoiding pleasure, right? We won't even allow ourselves a moment of enjoyment or relaxation, right? Like I can't even get a massage or go for a walk or take a vacation. I'm not worthy. I haven't done enough, um, you know, et cetera. Um, and, and then of course, that just builds up uh, more resentment, more anxiety. And then we're engaging in reckless behavior, right? Whether it's driving or putting ourselves in some uh, threatening situations, which typically involve like gambling, right? So now you have that financial uh, sabotaging of oneself where you're, you're, you're buying things you don't need or you're gambling um, in Vegas or uh, sports betting things of that nature, or you're just gambling, you're just betting on things that have no consequence, right? And, and of course, if we're doing all these things, we're neglecting our self-care, our, our hygiene, our health, our, we're not exercising, we're not eating healthy, we're not eating on a routine, um, we're eating foods that uh, you know, cause bloating, gas, um, even in some cases... Um, a, a rash on our skin, you know, sometimes we'll eat foods that, um, that we're allergic to or it, it, or that, you know, cause some type of irritation. And then we get into this place when we're self-punishing ourselves of chronic apologizing, where we're just apologizing for who we are, for little things. I'm so sorry, my bad, I'm, not, I'm sorry. It was kind of like this submissive, or just this seeking of, of validation um, that, uh, that don't service, right? So let's talk about how do we go from self-punishment to self-love, right? How do we do that? Well, first we can reflect. Instead of punishing ourselves, we can focus on self-reflection. We can think about what went wrong, why did it happen, and what can we learn from the situation, right? This way, uh, we're emphasizing growth and improvement rather than self-flagellation. I think about this when I worked with kids because it'd be easy to, to, to yell at a kid for doing something wrong or to punish them or you know, physically or, or verbally, but it's more beneficial. It's more beneficial 
to ask the kid, you know, talk to me about what happened. Talk to me about how what you thought going into this. And, and now talk to me about what you think you could have done differently. There, and then also, you know, what's beautiful is, is because most of us do have this self-flagellation kind of um, aspect to us that we asked, the, I would ask the kid how they want it, what their punishment should be, what their consequence should be. I wouldn't say, I, w- I never use the word punishment. I use the word consequence. And oftentimes their consequence would be worse than what I would have given them. And so we can take advantage. I just got something in my nose. <laughs> we can take advantage of that by saying, okay, now that we've broken it down, we realize the mistake that we made. You know, for, so for instance, for me, if I had a binge, right, I'll say, okay, you know, what happened? What, what, why did we have that binge? And I can be like, oh, okay, I didn't take a nap. I was dehydrated. Um, I, I could have reached out to my sponsor. That's something I could have done. I could have, like, like, what led to the binge, right, which I didn't take a nap. I was dehydrated. And then what actions I could have done. I could have I could have planned my nap, set my timer for that, um, made make sure that I start drinking water earlier in the day, uh, reach out, talk to my uh, my sponsor. Like you you know you you play out what you can do next, um, and then you know what the punishment is going to be. Maybe I, I write out five hell you know hail marys or our fathers or or whatever. But it, it doesn't have to be. Um, major for us to take notice and for us to adjust our behaviors. I think, you know, traditionally it is, it, we've been taught that it has to be, punishment has to be so severe in order for it to make a difference or make a change. I, what I've learned is anything can really be punishment as long as we're holding ourselves accountable. It's just that memory of holding ourselves accountable because it's really not about punishing ourselves. It's really about making ourselves aware of our behaviors that we want to change and becoming more mindful of it in the future so that we can reduce um, how many times we do it. And, and, uh, and if we can consequence ourselves in a, in a healthy and loving way, then uh, we will get that outcome. Um, another way we can practice self-love is through self-compassion, right? Treat yourself with the same kindness and understanding that you would offer a friend. Acknowledge that we all make mistakes and experience setbacks. Speak to ourselves in a compassionate and supportive manner. Be, you know, And this is not, once again, it's not letting yourself off the hook. It's just saying, hey, tell me what happened, buddy. What, what was going on? Okay, is there anything else that you know you want to share? It's like really being your own best friend, really parenting yourself and listening to your side and then saying, okay, now that you've gotten all that out, uh, you know, how do we, you know, what, how do you think you should, we can make amends? How do we uh, correct this? Or, and then what do we do going forward, right? Um, so you're not letting yourself off the hook, Um we are we're getting a deeper understanding as to because a lot of times we will do behaviors and 
we never really take the time to understand why, what contributed to it, what linked to it. You know, I, I told a story like I had a friend who um, had a dream about me uh, that that I was trying to kill her, and and she called me. You know, she was very upset about it. She was like, you know, because she takes her dreams very seriously. And I was like, oh, let's try to understand why you had this dream. And it turned out she was listening to a, a, a murder podcast uh, while she fell asleep, and then um, followed by my podcast. So you know, she she's hearing stories about murder. And then she's hearing my voice. So now that we have an understanding, now we know how we can move forward so that she, she's not repeating this dream again. But we, it's hard to move forward unless we, ha- we take time to self-reflect, have compassion, and get a deeper understanding as to what contributed to it. Um, and then also from there, we can set constructive goals. You know, set goals that encourage positive changes and growth. And it's not about 100% adherence to the goals. It's just about setting them. Because just in setting goals, we become, once again, more aware, more mindful, and more present so that we kind of have a north star, a thing to look, it gives us a thing to look forward to. Now, once again, it's constructive and it's attainable and small. You know, even if your goal is for the day, just set a goal for the day. If you get this one thing done today, instead of the 10 things on your list, be like, what's the one thing? If I did this today, I'd, I'd pat myself on the back, right? Just figure that one goal out. And then slowly, you know, you accumulate days like that. And all of a sudden, you know, in a week, now you have seven things that you've uh, accomplished and, and something that you could look forward to. Um and uh, and be proud of, right? And, you know, there's also this thing called natural consequences, right? I love this. Um, and, and I remember using this with kids too, right? Sometimes a, con- a natural consequence is sometimes our actions naturally lead to learning experiences. For instance, if I put my hand on a hot stove, it burns. Natural consequence, Right. So allow ourselves to face the natural consequences of our choices while also focusing on how to move forward in a positive way. Basically, we're saying, like, let whatever happen, happen, right? Whatever happens, happens. Uh, If you want to drive without your seatbelt, all right, the natural consequence is if you get into a car accident, you're probably going to go through the windshield. Okay, that's a natural consequence, uh, of not, but you know, let's make sure we're wearing a seatbelt, ladies and gents. Um, and then we can also practice self love instead of self punishment by using the mistakes as a learning opportunity. We, you know, we, we, we've mentioned this already. It's like, what can we learn from the situation? You know, how can we prevent future mistakes? And then how, do, how can we grow and develop from this, right? And part of that is making amends going back and saying, hey, I take responsibility for what I did, for my behaviors. Now, I want to highlight, it's not about apologizing for who you are. It's about taking responsibility for your behaviors, your behaviors, and apologize. Like, I apologize for doing A, B, and C. Don't apologize for being who you are. 
apologize for what you have done, right? Because uh, who we are 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 fluid concepts. So this is about separating who we are from our behaviors and making amends for that behavior. Now, sometimes, you know, there are people who don't want to hear it. They're not trying to hear your apologies. They don't want to hear your your I'm sorry's. Uh, That's fine. If they don't, if you feel like making an apology or making amends would make things worse or be a, a threat or harm to other people, then you have to let that go and find another way to make peace uh, with your actions. And and once again, it's very easy to feel like we're alone in what we've done and what we're, we're feeling. We all feel a level of guilt. We all have a level of uh, you know, wanting to self-punish or self-flagellate in some kind of way. Um, so talk to your friends, your family, uh, a therapist, a coach. Um, don't be afraid to, to open up and, and don't hide in, in solitude, isolation, feeling like this experience is something that only you're going through, um, you know, because that, that only causes more pain. Um, and then I'll leave you with this practice, you know, gratitude, uh, you know, shifting away from self punishment and focusing on, um, gratitude. It really helps us to appreciate our strengths and our accomplishments, the things that we done, the things that we have contributed and the things that we can contribute, right? The way we can still be of service and of value and of worth to ourselves, our community, and the world around us. So I hope that what I've shared uh, helps you to forgive yourself, engage in self-care, but also to take responsibility for our actions and find a way to move forward instead of being stuck in a cyclone of self-punishment, right? And uh, I'll leave you with this quote, right? And this is from uh, Louise Hay. Be kind to yourself. Remember that when you abuse yourself, you will experience your abuse as coming from the outside. True healing begins with your willingness to take responsibility for creating your experiences. You are not a victim. End quote. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. Uh, remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you calling the 988 or any of the other international suicide hotline numbers. You can call, you can chat, you can text. You can go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.